Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey coaches, have you ever had a day you wish you could just duplicate yourself to save time? If your answer is yes, with the Sydney platform, you can complete all your coaching cycles, track goals, and connect your teachers with relevant resources all in one place. You can maximize your time and maximize your impact. As a special offer for listeners of Coaching the Whole Educator, Sydney is giving away an opportunity to use a Sydney coaching package for free for the remainder of the school year. Go to sydney.com front slash TWE to learn more and claim your free coaching package to start saving time. That's S-I-B-M-E dot com forward slash T-W-E or click the link in the show notes. Hello, coaches and leaders. I am so excited to have my coaching friend, Nicole Turner on today. So I wanted to welcome you on and I'd love you to share with the listeners. What do you do? Hey, hey, thank you so much for letting me join you on the whole educator podcast. I am so excited to be here today. So um, as Becca said, my name is Nicole S. Turner and I am an author and a speaker and I work with and coach instructional coaches and schools and districts to implement um, a simple plan for instructional coaches. I've been in the field for about 18 years. Um, I've been a classroom teacher, um, well, see, a classroom teacher, an instructional coach, a district coach, a um, assistant principal, a dean of students. I kind of did a little bit of all. Um, and I've worked at the Indiana Department of Education for the uh, as a school improvement and turnaround specialist. So I've did a lot of school improvement coaching to districts across the state of Indiana where I am from. So a lot of my work is in turnaround um, and I worked in advanced ed uh, groups and you know, just a bunch of different study groups and, and been really involved in the implementation of coaching and the coaching model um, in Indiana. One of the things I love about your work and my work is I feel like they're highly complementary. Um, yes. You do, yeah, you do a great job of simplifying things. You're like, look, here's steps one, two, three, right? Uh-huh. And my my job or my job, my work is rarely steps. I'm rarely giving people steps on how to do stuff because it's not appropriate for the work I do. It's mindsets and motivations, right? So it's Mm -hmm. like, you got to do the work first. So it's a lot of reflection, experiential, right? Like try thinking in this different way. And so I just love talking to you because you help me think about things in a different way. And you literally help like you know, me, me learn new things, new knowledge. <laughs> and I think we enjoy talking to each other. Cause it's like, Oh, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. That's exactly what I say. <laughs> Cause when you speak, I always have to process it. I'm like, okay, hold on. That does make sense. But how do I put all of that together? 
Um, and then I try to pull it together so that because I am one of those people who kind of just needs that black and white, that step by step process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just making sure that I have a way um, to do things with my ADHD and you've experienced this mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with my ADHD. I could be all over the world if I cannot follow a process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do get that opportunity to reflect um, mm-hmm. which I, I love, but it's within a process that I have. Um, I have to spend that time at a, a specific day and a specific time in a specific mm-hmm. way to do that reflection mm-hmm. that you would want me to do. Mm-hmm. I just have to pull it into that piece. Otherwise, I'll be reflecting all day and never get nothing done. Right. And, you know, I actually want to, I think this is great advice um, because you and I are also so different. And I'm like, I'm I'm reflecting all the time and you have to put it on your calendar practically, right? You have to say yep. there's, there is, this hour or this half an hour that I'm going to reflect. And I think, you know, even if the people listening don't have ADD, but they're just really busy people, right. Mm -hmm. And are pulled in a million directions. Yeah. You know, they reflecting is important. Yes. (laughs) Right. And so we want to put that on our calendar. If we are not taking the time to do that throughout our days, we want to put that on our calendar, intentionally do it because as coaches, you can't be an effective coach unless you're reflecting period. Exactly. Because, you know, one of the biggest things is that we always have or we ask teachers to reflect on their practice. But if we're asking teachers to do that, why would we as coaches not do that? We Mm -hmm. need to make sure that we also reflect on our work, Mm -hmm. um, working with those teachers and coaches and then working and reflecting on our processes. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And the way in which we implement a lot of things. I love when I have a, a coaching conversation with a teacher and I sit and I think about what I could have said differently, Mm -hmm. what I could have said better. And then Mm -hmm. I also want to know not just what I could have did better, but what did I do great? Mm -hmm. Like what, what did I do great in this conversation that I can utilize down the line when Mm -hmm. I'm working with other teachers? Like what was great about that? Cause we're always good at reflecting about what we negatively did (laughs) or what it is that we did not do. And we don't ever sit back and relax. I mean, sit back, relax, recognize, Mm -hmm. right? All of the good things that are happening. We always want to go to the negative things and say, we're not doing this right. This isn't good. This isn't that. Mm -hmm. And so even with teachers, when I'm working with teachers, I have them to reflect on the great things that are happening. Did this instructional strategy work? It Mm -hmm. did? Great. Let's reflect on why it worked Mm -hmm. and let's start to do more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, instead of like, oh, well, this didn't work, and mm-hmm. you know, that's the only fear that I have, and you know, mm-hmm. all that drama. Like, mm-hmm. no, let's look at what we did right, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say something. You actually, you said let's like re- relax and 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 reflect, and I actually, I, I do want to share like the brain science around relax the need actually to relax when you're reflecting. If we are in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are reflecting out of surviving. I feel like I'm drowning and, you know, I'm trying to reflect. Our brains are actually not uh, accessing the part of our brain that's able to critically think and analyze a situation when we're in survival mode. We're accessing our amygdala, which is like, I'm going to get you out of this situation. Mm-hmm. And it, it um, so if you're in survival mode, 
you are, um, you are thinking, uh, at like in context, like it's black and white, it's us versus them. You're much yeah. more prone to blaming and being a victim to yep. a situation versus if you are able to relax and, uh, get that prefrontal cortex online, that's when the actual reflection is able to happen. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, you were like, that. relax. I was like, oh, yeah, people do need to relax. I never but actually. But I do. But yeah. I do make people relax. I'd be like, mm-hmm. calm down. Yeah, we're, we're taking a deep breath. Yeah. And that's one of the, the biggest things that I, I have them to do and why I, quote unquote, set the stage, mm-hmm. right, inside mm-hmm. of my coaching room. Mm-hmm. You know, I make sure I have the lights dim and I'm playing some type of relaxation music. I'm like really trying to make sure that I have the teachers to really relax, like Mm -hmm. break down that wall. They're not in there like, "Uh," you know what I'm saying? But like really to relax. And and I do it more. um, I didn't think about it from the scientific perspective, but I just do it more based on our relationship. Mm -hmm. The more that they feel more comfortable in the environment that they're in, the more that they're shared, the more that they're talk, more that they can think about and reflect Mm -hmm. on what it is that's happening. Yeah, I love it. So, okay, I want to shift into our conversation today because I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about this. So you and I were at the ASCD Leadership Summit and I was hanging out in your session. And one of the things that you said that has still stuck with me to this day is you asked the group, you said, what's the most important part of a coaching cycle? And I was like, I don't know. I was really grappling with it. Like, I don't know what's the most important part. And then you said that you complete it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and I, I was like, yes, you're right. Right. And um, I appreciated the productive struggle with that question. And mm-hmm. um, I wanted to ask you in your experience, what are some of the common things that get in the way of coaches completing their coaching cycles? Yeah. So I think one of the major things um, that gets in the way is the length of the coaching cycle. Mm -hmm. So we always have like, okay, here's three parts and we're talking about, okay, there'll be a three week, there'll be a six week, there'll be an eight week, you know, of that coaching cycle. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, several years ago, I started to implement ways where we would Instead of having, so at the beginning of the year, I would have teachers to set an overarching goal. For me, that's a goal for the entire year. That goal would be aligned to whatever our school improvement is for that year. So if we're looking at, um, say for instance, our school improvement focus is on a math um, and implementing math groups or math centers, right? Um, If that's it, and I'm working with teachers, and so I have them to create their overarching goal around that. And what I found is that we needed to take that overarching goal and we needed to backwards design. Y'all know how we do it with curriculums, right? We take the big standard, then we look at the skills that we need, and then we map them out. So we need to still do that same process when it comes to goals and implementing um, that way. And so what I do is, is that I teach coaches to work with teachers or I work with teachers on creating trajectory goals. And what that is, is that we take the overarching goal, break it down into three different benchmark goals. Mm -hmm. And so after quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, because quarter four, we should be at that overarching goal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then when we look at those um, smaller benchmark goals, then we say, what are the steps that I need to take this first quarter that will get me to that first benchmark? Mm -hmm. And so as I start to look at that, it may be four steps. Mm -hmm. It may be three steps. 
Mm-hmm. And so when I start looking at those three steps, then I start to plan the coaching cycle around the first step, the next coaching cycle around the second step, the next coaching cycle around the third step. And then by the end of that quarter, we should be at that go at that first benchmark. And so making those trajectory goals and then taking it and each one of those small coaching cycles, I call them par cycles, but um, par cycles are... They stand for three things. The first is to plan. Um, And so I call it pre-planning and practice um, in your plan. I always have teachers to work with me. We're either doing a content planning session. We are planning something. We're planning. We're talking about it. But I also have uh, teachers to practice. Um, And so we're going to practice together. If they're going to implement a specific instructional strategy, we're going to be in their room and I want them to actual practice teaching. Now, is it going to be perfect? Absolutely not. But if the teachers already did it once and you've practiced it, you're going to be way more comfortable when you go into the classroom to do it. Right. Which Mm -hmm. leads to that next component of a par cycle, which is act. The A stands for act, which is implement and observe. And so they're going to implement. I'm going to observe. And so that part, the action is happening. That's why it's called act. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we go into the R, which means reflect. Right. Um, And so in that, we're going to debrief and we're going to analyze. So we're going to debrief what happened Mm -hmm. when we implemented Mm -hmm. and observed, right? We're going to debrief what happened and then we're going to analyze it. Did it make a change? Did it do what it is that we said that it was going to do? Um, Did we actually, did the lesson work? And so doing those three steps, we can get that done in like three days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Three weeks because we're only focusing on one or two things, mm-hmm. which is so much better. And mm-hmm. so that's what we're doing with the PAR cycle. We're doing small coaching cycles, one step at a time, one focus at a time that at the end of the day, we're going to hit that end of the year goal. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty much kind of how that all works. <laughs> I love this. This is so great. You know, I think about when I'm in schools working with coaches and teachers, so much stuff can get in the way, right? You have a fire drill, you have a, you have test, suddenly testing. That's been the big thing lately, right? You go in mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we're testing. And three weeks, so many things can get in the way of a Absolutely. coaching cycle that you just don't have any control over. And so yeah. I love, I love this idea of like three days versus three weeks and Absolutely. making, making tiny tweaks. And so that's why I created um, a trajectory framework and it's called the core, the simple core four. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it is, is that it's four pillars in which teachers need to um, kind of master before you get to the more complex things in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of just that baseline. Mm-hmm. And so the first pillar is organization. Um, and so we're going to work with teachers on, you know, just organizing the classroom, looking at those logistical patterns, making sure that we know how to contact parents, making sure that we know how to um, just put things away, that we know how to organize mm-hmm. just, you know, simple things that are happening in the classroom. And then once teachers have like went through the simple, like the organization pillar, now we can move into talk about management and culture. And that's when we start talking about building behavior management systems and we're starting to build culture mm-hmm. and teaching students about how to conversate with each other and how to, you know, communicate. 
Um, that's that building of that culture piece, right? And so then that's when those content planning sessions, meetings happen. And, you know, we started to focus on unpacking the standards, unpacking the skills and all those things. And then we can get to that instructional execution. What, what, I, I want to say something about this because I'm loving this. I, I feel like this is so empowering, this kind of checklist model of, of being able to say, look, we got to do this first and then this and then this. And here are the steps to get there, right? Yes. And it definitely gives the coach a way to say, hey, this these are the foundational things here that will help to make that behavioral change happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that that's the good thing about about that um approach. I love it. You are such a wealth of knowledge. I love this, love this, love this. Thank you for sharing all this great information with the listeners. No problem. No and problem. I, I love would, it. Yeah, I I would love you to share where can they find out more about your work? Oh, sure. So you can go to the website, simplycoachingandteaching.com. Um, and then if you are looking for any professional development around the Simple Core 4 or the PAR cycles, um, there is a, a hub and it's called the Simply Coaching Hub. And you can kind of pick and choose um, different facets of professional development that meets you where you are. Mm-hmm. Love it. So thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. No problem. Thank you for having me. Before you go, we would be so authentically grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please share on your social media platforms and tag us. We'd love to know how each of the episodes is impacting you and would love to provide an opportunity to give us feedback and ask us questions. So please feel free to share and tag us at The Whole Educator on Instagram, Becca Silver underscore EDU on Twitter, The Whole Educator Community on Facebook, or just Becca Silver on LinkedIn. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.